What is up, everybody? Back again for another fan section episode. This, so this week, we're recapping all the games from last week. We are talking in-depth on about, it feels like 30, 300 games, honestly. We're going to highlight some amazing games that we've saw. I've, obviously, I've taken notes on a couple of games that I've seen. A lot of things happened um, outside of the scenes that we're going to talk about as well that, don't, that actually do correlate with some of the teams that we talk about. Um, but once again, this is the fan section. Brought to you for fans, by fans, from across the college landscape, um, from section 300 to section 100, bleachers down to the suites. Uh, we welcome everybody. If you want to get into the mailbag, it's thefansection1 at gmail.com. Also, if you want to get over to our Twitter handle, it is thefansection. So, um, without further ado, Tyson, man, you just want to kick it off. What did you see this week? Excitement? Not really excitement. There were some games that were... Well, we, we, were, we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. and I think you were hitting on something that was a real... Uh, a real kind of storyline, and it was that aside from Georgia, really a lot of the top teams played close games yeah. and did not look real impressive. Right, and you just wonder if that'll affect the rankings. Like, obviously, Bama being close, I don't think it'll affect them because it's Bama. But teams like Cincinnati, teams like I mean, even A and M might sneak up into the not top ten, but you know, sneak up into the top fifteen for sure. Ohio State, Nebraska. Um, yeah, a lot of close games. A lot of games is, and I think. Unfortunately for those Cincinnati fans out there, I think your shot at the playoffs just kind of went out the window, even with the win, because you can't compete um, that way against Tulsa. You know, and we'll dive into that and we'll talk a little bit about that as we as we get further into the games. But um, like we said, we're just going to recap the games this episode, um, and then we're going to do some highlights, tidbits as far as coachings and or not coachings, but coaches, right? Um, so real quick, the first game we can talk about is uh, Virginia Tech Boston College. But BC beats Virginia Tech 17 to three. And then as far as like this game goes, I mean, the ACC, I thought was going to be more wide open than it really is. And then I checked the standings and it's Wake Forest and then everybody else on us and Clemson. Well, NC State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, this was, I mean, Virginia Tech, you remember preseason we previewed and we said Justin Fuente was on the hot seat, the head coach. Absolutely. Well, after that week one winning is North Carolina. I mean, I thought, man, we, how did we get this so wrong? <laughs> They've lost four of their last five games. The mm-hmm. wheels have come off for yeah. Virginia Tech. It's unfortunate. Um, yeah. It's we did to highlight them as kind of a potential team to be sleeping in the ACC too, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't look like that's really come to pan out. Which is okay. We're wrong. It happens. They probably need a coaching change. <laughs> and then moving down here, we have Utah Stanford. Utah dismantles Stanford fifty-two to seven. I'm actually very interested because Utah has a tune-up game against Arizona, and then they have Oregon. And if you're Oregon, this is a team you don't want to play right now. I, I mean, I, am I wrong? Yeah, that, no. I like, think I think they're. The two, outside of Georgia, obviously, the two mm-hmm. hottest teams in the country right now are Utah and Wisconsin. Absolutely. They're and just blowing the doors off of people. Utah has scored 30-plus points in eight of their last mm-hmm. nine games. Mm-hmm. They're really on a roll with the kid, Cameron Rising. And remember, I think it was two years ago, Utah and Oregon were both undefeated. And Oregon took a loss before they played Utah. And Utah, or I think it was Utah took a loss before they played Oregon. And then Utah beat Oregon. And then knocked him out of the playoff. Yeah, that's what the Pac-12 always does. <laughs> I've told you that. Yeah. Nobody goes undefeated in the Pac-12 because they always they, – they, they don't do what Georgia's been doing. No. Which no, is no. come out of the gate, blow the doors off of people, and put it away early. Right. They're I just, mean – but then again, like we've talked about, I mean, when you're going up – you're pretty much against Georgia. You're going up against an NFL defense. You know what I mean? Like all 11 of those players will be drafted at some point. And speaking of my dogs, the 43-6 to is just a slacking on Missouri. Missouri made it – everybody like – I checked Twitter when Missouri went up three nothing at the after like it was like within ten minutes. It 
was like, oh my god, is this an upset? And I was like, no, it's not an upset. Calm down. <laughs> Let Georgia just just calm down. Like they got punched in the mouth and like, okay, Missouri came to play. But to be fair, Missouri did beat did beat that first. They they won the first quarter. They really did. And you wonder if that recipe, how Missouri was playing Georgia on on offense. They were able to put move the ball between the twenties, so I just wonder if that if other teams are kind of starting to see that. They have Tennessee this coming week, so I I mean Tennessee's offense isn't bad with Hooker. Better, yeah, they're, a lot they're better. definitely better. Yeah, yeah. Okay, check this out. So this year Georgia averaging given up on defense only six point six points a game. And they're averaging scoring thirty eight point four. That is, I mean, virtually identical to the numbers that the national champion Alabama tied had in two thousand eleven. Yeah. National champion Alabama tied in 2012, and Clemson in 2018, who also won the national championship. I mean, Georgia's for real. They've yeah. got the identity, and like I said, you know, you talked about really the only place you could see any potential tweaks or improvements is with the offense. Yeah. And, and it looks like they've decided to stick with Stetson. Bennett. And we saw JT Daniels. We saw what saw he did. It? His first possession, he leads a touchdown. His second possession, he throws, it's a little rusty, throws the ball behind the receiver. It gets tipped for an interception. And then the third possession, he comes in and he drives down a field for a field goal. So it's like, okay, that's rust for sure. But you, when, did you see like the difference between Stetson and JT when, when they came in? Uh, and everybody has been saying, well, Stetson can move better. That's why he's a starter. No, it's not the, that's not why. It's because JT Daniels is not fully healthy. And now that he's actually back and he's throwing without pain, once he knocks the rust off, I, I honestly, I look for look for JT Daniels to not, not only – I'm going to say he's going to start against Tennessee or he's going to play a lot more than he did um, against Missouri because he's finally getting back into the rhythm of things. And it just looks – better the offense looks better as a whole his pre-snap reads are better than Bennett's Mm -hmm. so it's not a knock on Stetson Stetson would be a starter on any team in the country honestly it just so happens that JT Daniels is just that much better so let me ask you something I I was I watched some analysis uh over the weekend Mm -hmm. and I started I was thinking about your comment about how you think Auburn can beat Alabama now Auburn didn't play great this weekend however some of the analysis I heard, and it, quarterbacks. and it makes sense. That, yeah, is the mobile quarterback, yes. right? Yeah. And it, so is that part of the calculus that, that they're saying, hey, listen, it's the Johnny Manziels, it's the Cam big... Newtons of the world that end up beating Alabama, yeah. not your pocket passer. It's another, it's another dimension to add, another wrinkle that you can add to the offense for sure. But it's not like Georgia's running RPOs every play with Stetson. Right. Like they're still running their mm-hmm. pro-style offense That's true. with Stetson. So it just looks better because JT happens to be more comfortable in that style of offense than I think Stetson. Stetson's built for an RPO system. He's not like an Auburn offense. If Stetson, Stetson instead of Bo Nix was at Auburn, Auburn would have one loss and it would be to Georgia. Like, no joke. That's just how good he is. It's just one of those things where it's like they're not changing their offense for Stetson even though they say he's more mobile and that's why he's getting the start. No. But there are certain plays that break down that Stetson can move around the pocket and I think that's what gives him a, for sure an advantage. Um, but yeah, it's it's not there's not a co- quarterback controversy at all. It's They have two really good quarterbacks and I'm going to play in both. Yeah, I think Tennessee is is much improved. Yeah, I think that that if Georgia blows out Tennessee, I mean, then they're going undefeated. <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the only then you 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 just wonder who they play in the SEC title yeah. game, and but I'm not going to count out Bama. Like, sure, I I just can't. And speaking of Bama, the Bama struggled against LSU, twenty to fourteen win. Um, really, a big second quarter is what what did it and what sealed the deal. LSU, like I said, they're going to get up and they're going to play for Edo. 
this might be a potential trap game against Bama. And it's, honestly, I was pretty much right. Like, LSU got up for Ed L. Like, they, they understood that there was a lot of bulletin material out in that offseason, um, especially Bama and the, the things that they leaked through the media on purpose, obviously, about what Ed O said about Bama mm-hmm. um, in the locker room. And in my opinion, locker room talk stays in the locker room. Coaches talk shit about other teams. That's just what they do. And players, um, yeah, and players too. They say this guy fucking sucks. And it's, yes, yes, I mean, exactly. It's like you're just going to be like, you know, Bryce Young ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like you're going to say things like that to get your team hyped. That's what you do. Obviously, we all know Bryce Young is the real deal, but he's still going to say stuff like that just to, because it's your team. Um, so I think what they what the media did was kind of it's kind of a bush move, honestly. Um, but yeah, Bama, like I said, I'm not going to count him out. Bama always gets up for Georgia. Georgia always gets up for Bama. So I still – it's not going to be a six-point game. It's going to be like neck and neck when if these two teams do meet in the SC title game. Um, but, yeah, so moving forward, we've got Ohio State, Nebraska next. Well, hold on real quick. Oh, sorry. Talent-wise, this this is the closest I think Georgia's been talent-wise, unit for unit, to Alabama. Yeah, for sure. And so I the question to me is – Kirby, it's going to come down to Kirby Smart and his coaching staff. It's, There's going yeah. to be there are going to be important moments when they play. That does he make the right decision? Uh, you know. Yeah, halftime adjustments have have been what's killed Kirby against Saban. So. And we've talked about Alabama being down a little bit. I want I just want to mention this real yeah, quick. Absolutely. Alabama was a 28 and a half point favorite in this game. Mm. They they obviously only won by six. They're now only five and four against the spread. Oh. Um, and LSU's defense held Alabama to only six yards rushing. Really? Five of the Five of the nine teams Alabama or LSU played rushed for more than 100 yards. Alabama has some real issues. They have a bad defense. I, I, and so when, when I say, you know, when you talk about the close wins mm-hmm. and how should, should that impact them in the rankings, Alabama is not I – mean, they're five and four against the spread. They are not – as good as you think. That's, no. It's just heritage. They're yeah. not blowing everybody out. It's the logo for sure that I think gives a lot of people. But, I, yeah, you're right. Pound for pound, Georgia does stack up pretty well against Bama. Uh, moving on, another close game that I actually really think will affect. This is what I think you're going to – in the rankings, to, um, when you see them come out, Ohio State, I think, is going to stay at five since he's going to stay at six, and Oklahoma's going to jump to four because Michigan State lost. Oregon's moved up to three. And the reason why I say all that fun stuff is because Ohio State barely beat Nebraska. Mm. They had they didn't prove this game that they're the number four team in the country, but Oklahoma had a bye. So that's the only thing. Had Oklahoma played this week, you wonder if they would have been able to look past the eye test. Obviously, it would have helped my case more. But I think just on based on how Ohio State played, they still have – some pretty tough games left on their schedule. Like I think they still have Michigan, yeah. and they also they also is it Penn State? Is it next week? Or is yeah? Either way, they still have two really tough games well, on their schedule. Penn State they beat Penn State. State. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. but they have Michigan still coming up, and then they have another game that's and pretty Michigan tough. State. And Michigan State, yeah. yeah. So, um, that's where we're gonna figure out if this and if obviously if Ohio State wins out and wins the Big Ten, yeah, they're they're number four. Um, because Oregon will probably end up taking a loss. Well, so this was we uh, Ohio State played without um, uh, Garrett, their star wide receiver. Yeah, and um, uh, so Jackson Smith and Jigba, the third, the number three guy. This still looks great. About. Yeah, no, no, they have, <laughs> they have probably the most loaded wide receiver room in the country. Yeah, I I uh, I agree with you. And to your point, when we when we talk about Cincinnati, Cincinnati, this is why you need to blow out the Tulsas of the world. If they would have 
Don't you think they would move ahead of Ohio State? 100%. What did we say two weeks ago? Cincinnati, your ticket to your, your jar of dirt to the playoff, keep dropping Ford in everybody, you right? To. You, have, you to. have to. You have to win the eye test. That's why I said Ohio State and Cincinnati are going to stay at 5-6. and six, Oklahoma's mm-hmm. going to jump. Watch, watch. That's what's going to happen in the rankings. Just because Oklahoma, they know, will drop 50 on people. They've seen them do it. I don't care about defense. The only thing I care about defense-wise is who's ranked number one. Yeah, That's but what I'm, what I'm saying, I, I, I get you. What I'm saying is Cincinnati, and we're, we're, we both like Cincinnati. Oh, I love we, them. We'd love to see them in the playoff. I would love but, that. But, but the, the mantra that you hear from Cincinnati fans is, well, it's out of our hands. We have to, you know, it's no, up to our, No, this no, was in your hands. This one, you you, sh- you missed an opportunity here. This team did not deserve to be on the same field as you. The, you could have moved up ahead yes, of Ohio State 100%. if you'd have won by three, four You touchdowns. could have gone to four. Right. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, um, having said, like, you know, we, like I said, we were going to dive into these two games probably the most. And we're not calling out Cincinnati. We're not mm-hmm. calling out Ohio State. Both are two really good programs. We understand that. It's what we're saying is... Which team out of these two teams deserves to be in the playoffs? And the answer is right now, neither of them. They're going to stay at five and six, and you're going to put Oklahoma above them because Michigan State fell. My question is, how far does Michigan State fall? Are they still in the mix? Can they beat Ohio State and get back into the top four? I think in the AP, they only fell to yeah. seven. Because hmm. they'll still be ahead of Michigan. Yeah, they should be. Because they, they beat them. Mm-hmm. So then Michigan goes to goes to eight. Michigan State goes to seven. Oklahoma jumps up to four. I th- or yeah, I think that might be the case. But it's like I said, is is Michigan State done with this loss? And I said yes because I don't think that they're going to beat Ohio State. Yeah. Obviously, if they lose to Ohio State, then yes. But if they beat Ohio State. I think they're back in. I think they're back in yeah. it, right? Yeah. And 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 back in ahead of an undefeated Cincinnati. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Unfortunately, Cincinnati just it, you're the Boise State right now. So Cincinnati lost twenty eight to twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, they won. They won. Or I mean, won yeah. twenty eight to twenty. Sorry, this was this was their third straight week of failing to cover uh, double digit spread, mm-hmm. and that's against teams Navy, Tulane, Tulsa. Those teams are combined five and twenty-one. These and, are not good teams. And Ritter didn't look like Ritter. Ritter, so Ritter is fiftieth in the country with only a sixty-three point seven percent completion percentage. I mean, he 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 has been unimpressive. Yeah. The Cincinnati defense is what is keeping them afloat. Um, it's outstanding. It's an elite defense. Yeah, it's really very is. good. It's, it's a very top good five, top ten defense. And we talked about it. Their front mm-hmm. their front line is very very good. But ultimately, I mean, we don't have to beat a dead horse. Ultimately, yeah. they they got to win bigger than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we have Indiana, Michigan. So Michigan clobbers Indiana. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer, but Michigan is still a pretty solid team. They're for real. Um, bounce back after that Michigan State loss for sure. And then the game that I watched that I couldn't stop watching was Wake Forest, North Carolina, because it was back and forth. And I really, I was rooting for Wake Forest because I wanted to see them. You know, go undefeated and have that miracle, amazing season. and But you know what I mean? Like dropping this game in the ACC kind of hurt. But man, oh man, Hartman played his his heart out for this game. Like no no, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. Hartman played his heart out. Um, five TDs, nearly 400 yards, 25 and 51. Like you just – it just sucks that someone had to lose this game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I was really, really hoping that they were able to kind of drive down the end there. And they – North Carolina did. Um, well, kudos to how – Wake Forest defense is just terrible. Yeah, it's just really bad. This is, yeah, they gave, they gave up what fifty points to Army last week, mm-hmm. but the offense scored seventy. I mean, yeah, Hartman and the offense is doing everything they can. One thing, one thing I want you to 
uh, take a look at though here is Wake Forest first quarter scoring. They are fifth in the country. Oh wow! They average scoring uh, eleven points, eleven point one points in the in the first quarter. Mm. Guess who's fifth in the country in fourth quarter scoring? North Carolina. Oh, 11 man. points per game in the fourth quarter. That's exactly what happened. Wake Forest got out to the lead, yeah. and North Carolina just chased them down. Yeah. Uh, just real quick note before we move on from uh, Michigan. Listen, if Michigan wants to have a chance against Ohio State, mm-hmm. you need to figure out they're still swapping the quarterbacks, Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. Mm. You've got to figure out who you're going with. Yeah. Also, uh, Blake Corum, a dude a couple weeks ago I thought was a Heisman contender, was spotted in the second half with a walking boot. Oh, no. He only had one carry for four yards in the game. Mm, interesting. So those are some issues that need to be addressed. Well, Michigan has some depth. They have a pretty – they just signed last season the, the number one recruit in the running back in the nation. So they, they can play him. It, it wasn't Haskins. It was uh, – I think it was Edwards is what his name was. But Because um, right. I know that Georgia was targeting. But Haskins did play pretty well. I mean, 27 carries, 168 yards, one TD. So I'm not worried about Michigan's um, run game. For sure, I think that they'll they'll still be okay. I'm just excited to see them play Ohio State. I think that'll be yeah. a really good game. Um, and then moving on, we got Notre Dame against Navy. Uh, Notre Dame does what they you know does what a top ten team should do against a, a two win team. Honestly, it's nothing against Navy. It's just Notre Dame is just that much better. This was a rivalry game actually. Like Notre Dame against all the Army, all the all the military teams is always a rivalry game. And then G Tech um, is a rivalry game as well. So just something to note there for fun. Well, Notre Dame's not getting into the playoffs as no. long as Cincinnati's undefeated. No, 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 no. And as long as Oklahoma's undefeated, yeah. and as long as there's a one loss team. Uh, Notre Dame is no, but Notre Dame's playing much better the last four since they Cincinnati. Are. Yeah, and they beat USC, which I didn't think was going to happen, and they have G Tech in two weeks, so we'll see how that game goes. And then Oklahoma State, West Virginia, twenty-four to three. Spencer Sanders played pretty well this game, honestly, uh, but I was kind of shocked to see Oklahoma. West Virginia did what kind of, kind of in a way, what Missouri did to Georgia the first quarter. Yeah. They took it to them, mm-hmm. um, and that, sadly, that was the only points they scored. So you're like, all right, Oakley State woke up and finally played. Um, and then moving on. Yeah, Oklahoma have, State has the third best yards per game defense in the country. Mm-hmm. And then TCU against Baylor. TCU didn't take my advice and play or give the ball as much to um, Evans as I wanted them to, but that's fine. They still got the win. Uh, it was a very low scoring each quarter game. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't really any offense. It was whoever had the ball last, I think, was going to win. Um, just because, and I was kind of shocked that Baylor lost, honestly. Especially because this is the first game after their head coach Gary Patterson was was fired. Yeah, yeah. TCU. It's so Jerry Kill filled in, got the win. Mm. Jerry Bohannon, a Baylor's quarterback, two mm. interceptions in the in the third and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not the dude. Yeah, unfortunately not. Um, which sucks because Baylor doesn't really have anybody behind him. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right. So and then moving on, we've got the game that I was actually excited for uh, a little bit more because it. I wanted Auburn to continue to win out and win the West and give you know get another shot against my dogs. But that's all out the window now. A and M now controls their own destiny. If if Bama takes a loss, A and M is in. Flat out. Hopefully um, Auburn beats Alabama. I think we can say that. Can we both iron, say that? The Iron Bowl? Yeah, We absolutely. hope Auburn wins the Iron Bowl. Yes. Go Bo Nix. So A&M needs Auburn after they just smacked them to do them a favor now and yeah. beat Bama. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how crazy would that be? Bo Nix looked like traditional Bo Nix did in the first quarter or in the first half of the season. 150 yards, one, inter- one interception, uh, you know, basically a squirrel in a nut shop. Just couldn't 
That's out right. Which one. That's the that's the reference you've been making. I, yeah. I, I, as I was watching this game, I was trying <laughs> to remember. That's exactly it. Is is he's trying to re move through his progressions too his, quickly? His, he panics. He see, feels people coming. He moves out of the pocket too quickly. And uh, yeah, they that Texas A and M defense uh, is just outstanding. They're now uh, just behind uh, Georgia yeah. in points per game allowed. Texas A&M much better than they yeah. were when we saw him in Denver. And 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 I want to throw a quick little tidbit. Zach Calzada. So this offense is very very complex. And when we saw him against CU in Denver, he was literally thrown into the mix. I don't think he had quite the time. Obviously they had the offseason and he knew the playbook, but he didn't know the playbook. Like he didn't know all the check me's, he didn't know all the pre-snap reads, he didn't know all the audibles that he has. Now that he's been in this system for, what, like six or seven weeks now, each week I've noticed he's actually gotten more comfortable. He's gotten better. He's learned. He's They've definitely been working with him, and he credit to him for diving into the film book and figuring out where he needs to, to get better at, where he's missing reads, where because he, he's not missing throws anymore to open guys that were streaming down the field, like, for example, Wiedermeyer, who I highlighted as a top 10 tight end. So, yeah, Calzada's looks for real, like – which is really good for AM. Well, they have a big test next at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and then they should be able to finish out the rest of the season. I, I hope they can win out, honestly. I really do. Um, but, yeah, and then uh, Purdue, the giant killers, man. <laughs> they just get up for big giant there games. There have been so many funny <laughs> I saw the Purdue spoiler makers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I heard on the radio the other day they said – they said uh, the new thing now is after the national championship is played. You have to play Purdue. You, you yeah, have to play, you have to play Purdue. Purdue the next week or whatever. Yeah. Just to, to see how good you are. validate the championship. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Um, but, yeah, Michigan State, after that big emotional win, takes a takes a really tough loss to Purdue. But to be fair, I did call this. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, just because Purdue is Purdue. They're, they're actually really – a good team. They're a lot better team than people give them more credit for. Um, four and two in the Big Ten, so they're still right in the mix of it. And then, as far as David Bell, he's on. He's seventh on the list, isn't he? As yeah, that's Mel Kuyper's. Okay. Yeah, wide receiver. Oh, best wide receiver class. Yeah. Is that too low? You think? He's got him right ahead of George Pickens at Georgia. Yeah, because Pickens hasn't played. If Pickens was able to kind of, if Pickens is able to make his return, he'll probably jump into the top five for sure. But Bell isn't a bad player. He's not a bad prospect at all. And I definitely will highlight him on my this week. Uh, it's receivers, so I'm going to definitely dive into those. Um, I might do top ten because there's so many. Um, but yeah, so Purdue's bit- red zone. Offense mm-hmm. was a hundred percent in the game. Yeah, they're, touchdowns. They're, so touchdowns. So in the two games that they faced against the top three, top five team, Michigan mm-hmm. State, well, top three, I guess, yeah, because Iowa was number two when they played them. Mm-hmm. In those two games, they are like I think it's like ninety five percent converting in the red zone, mm. and, and but on the season they're only eighty one percent. So I don't know how that works, but somehow they're the most efficient in the red zone, and that. That has to explain it. Michigan State's defense just got destroyed in this yeah, game. Yeah, un- unfortunately so. And like I said, if they'll go as Kenneth Walker goes. If Kenneth Walker – I mean, he had a decent day, but he didn't have the day that he did against Michigan, and that's what would cause He's still the leading the nation in rushing yards oh. by about 70 yards. Oh, yeah, he won the Doak Walker for sure. Um, and then Oregon-Washington. So Oregon, continue to win out. Do your thing. Uh, rooting for you because I think it would be cool to have a Pac-12 team, but I just know that you're probably going to end up likely losing to Utah. Um, really nothing to say about Washington, honestly, other than Dylan Morris, you know, I don't think is their starting. They need to find a This a was also not a super impressive win. No. Right? Well, uh, Washington. I mean, by 10? No. 
Yeah, watch it. So the story coming out of this, a couple of things. Mario Cristobal is now being rumored for the USC or the LSU job, oh, the head coach at Oregon. And then for Washington, they're investigating an alleged punch. He got suspended. Thrown by the head coach. Yeah, he did get yeah, suspended. Yeah, he did get suspended. He actually got fired. Um, is what the head is. coach? He got he he is being looked at as being fired, but he is for sure suspended. They did because fire. He did punch somebody. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. no. I, yeah. They did fire the offensive coordinator. And yeah. I just want to say this for Colorado fans. Okay, this is in our <laughs> same conference. Mm. This is an offense that averaged 65 more yards a game. And three more points a game than Colorado. Mm. And they fired their offensive coordinator. But let's, we'll hold on to Darren Trevery. We'll hold on. But he's a good recruiter. No, he. Re- I like Chev. Chev is really well liked. But I see your point. Terrible at his job. I really see <laughs> I see your point. Okay. Yeah, but hey, since C fired their O-line coach, they've been scoring points. Well, they also changed <laughs> the play calling up. They're, they're like, oh, the line, the line's playing so much better. It's like, yeah, you're throwing swing passes out, yeah. outside of the hash marks. Yeah. They don't have to block for that. Agreed. So, Ole Miss against Liberty. This is a game that I said Malik Willis would have to show up for, and he he showed up just on the wrong team. He was a defensive player of the game for sure for, for Ole Miss. Um, throwing three picks, 173 yards. Looking like Jameis Winston out there throwing on the wrong team. He didn't uh, – it makes you – it makes me worried because – Getting up against the caliber of a team like this is basically what you're going to see a lot better in the NFL. And if I, I highlighted Malik Willis as a top, you know, top first, a first round top quarterback, um, this definitely hurts his draft stock. I, I'm really questioning now is he actually yeah. as good as I thought he was? Well, and that bad performance against this is, Ole Miss has the third worst defense in yep. the SEC. Exactly, and that's they're why not, they're not world beaters. Yeah, defense. yeah. And then Arkansas gets the big win, moving to six wins on the year, bowl eligible, baby. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep. uh, I'm only happy because I've been highlighting the Hogs all season. 31-28, great last quarter, or great last second field goal, which was awesome for them. Um, and then – Yeah, of, of Mississippi State's four losses on the year, three of them were by a field goal or less. Yeah. They, uh, they missed three field goals in this game against Arkansas. They're seventh worst in the country at field goal kicking. So to your point, you talk about this a lot. The kicking into special teams matter. It it's does. It's important. It really does, especially at the collegiate level. And then this game, which makes me laugh. So Tennessee is going to apparently upset Georgia, which I don't see, because they're not going to be able to put up this amount of points against Georgia. I don't yeah. care who you are. And Kentucky, I really thought Kentucky was going to hand him an L. I gave Tennessee, during this stretch of four games that they had, four losses. And this is so now they're one, they're going to be one and three in this game, this four game stretch. Um, like I just don't. It's Tennessee. They're they're not bad, but I really thought Kentucky was going to be able to get them. Levis didn't look bad. Three TDs on the day. Rodriguez didn't have a 200-yard game like I thought he would. I think um, it's the same thing you mentioned last week. Is for what, I think how you said it was uh, they're trying to make Will Levis the, the Heisman. Heisman. Yeah, yeah. They're and trying then, to so get... you only hand the ball to Rodriguez 22 times. He's yeah. one of the top rushers in the country. He just run the ball. It's <laughs> like what Denver needs to do. Just run the ball. Stop throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then NC State over Florida State, <laughs> which. I'm not shocked by that at all. Uh, big third quarter from Florida State, though. So Zonovan NC State, Knight. NC State gets Wake Forest next week. Zonovan Knight played really well. Yeah. The, the winner of that is probably going to face Pittsburgh in the ACC championship game. Or Wake. No, because yeah, – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay, my fault. But what about Clemson? Are they out? Well, no, Clemson's not – well, no, I think maybe they are out because they, they lost the tiebreaker. Are they four and two. They have three conference losses. Okay, yeah, so then they're out. Yeah, so NC State against either NC State or Wake against Pitt. Congratulations. Yeah. And do you think Norvell's 
probably going to get fired. The Florida State hit coach. Oh, yeah, 100%. Just like Dan Mullen. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> Illinois against Minnesota. Illinois is able to upset Minnesota, which makes us laugh because Minnesota should never been ranked that high. Um, Wisconsin over Rutgers, 52-3. to Graham Mertz had a you know three TD day. Did what you're supposed to do against Rutgers. It wasn't close at all. Uh, it's, I told you. I think Wisconsin and, and them in Utah are the two hottest teams in the country yeah. right now, outside of Georgia, obviously. Yeah. yeah. They they have the the top yards per game defense in the country. They're good. And we talked about this pre before the season, mm-hmm. and we talked about it when they were struggling. This is a team that started one and three, and they were they were throwing the ball 32 times a game. Stop. Since they since one and three, they've now won what is that five games in a row, mm-hmm. and and they're down only passing it 16 times a game. Jesus. I mean, hello, we talked about that. We did. You know your identity. Run the ball. Your defense is fantastic. You don't have to score 40. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I just don't get it. And your your defense is probably one of the biggest defenses in the nation, like pound for pound. Just lean on them. It's mm-hmm. okay. And then South Carolina, <laughs> this is what seals it for Dan Mullen, honestly. You can't let South Carolina drop 40 on you. And you still played Emory Jones. What you clearly haven't learned. So then after this game, we hear that Dan Mullen fires Todd Grantham, and he also fires his offense coordinator. Um it's basically just saying, hey, I'm going to fire you, and then I'm going to bring you back on my next head coaching job, more than likely at LSU, because it's, LSU's just that dumb. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, did you see this story? Uh, Anthony Richardson injured his knee dancing at a hotel. So, Henry Jones played the whole game. Yeah. We've talked about Anthony Richardson's the better quarterback. He is the better quarterback. What is he doing? I don't know. Hurting his knee at a hotel I don't party. Know, man. What were you twerking? Like, stop. Like, that just goes to show you that this team is very undisciplined. And and they don't respect their coaching staff. Like you, you need a new culture at Florida. I'm well, sorry and for Florida. You got a clean house for Florida. I think you're right. You pointed. You you called this out a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. But South Carolina scored 30 unanswered points in this game, mm-hmm. playing with their third string quarterback. <laughs> okay, South Carolina yeah. is not some juggernaut. No, okay. they're they're awful. This was a bad loss for and then, Florida. Iowa State bounces back. Brock Purdy doesn't have any TDs on the day, but he did pretty well. Brees Hall, uh, 79, 79 yards and two TDs in the third quarter alone. And then I think they did a trick play, which kind of sucks that they didn't give Brock Purdy the pass, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make his stats look a little bit better. Um, and the, then The wheels yeah. are falling off for Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The and wheels are falling off. They looked good at the beginning of the year. And Iowa they, State's not fully out of it. They could they could come back and take a shot at the Big 12 championship if Oklahoma loses. Maybe. Bedlam and Oklahoma loses. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah. State lose. They, they, they would for sure need some help. And then uh, this isn't – I don't want to talk about this game because Jake Hayner didn't look at all like Jake Hayner. Uh, but I still think he's a little bit better, and he didn't. He, his draft stock didn't fall as bad as Malik Lewis's did after this game. But Boise State putting forty up on him, uh, you know, which is just one of those things where it's like, it's very frustrating. Like, who is Boise State? You know, you're five and four, three and two in the Mountain West. Like, bad, bad loss for Christmas. Very tough. And then San Diego State is able to stay undefeated with a narrow win against Hawaii, which. I didn't see coming. Maybe that's the game that you they for sure underestimated them. They thought they were going to show up. Fresno State blew out San Diego State. Yeah. Last week, and then they lay this egg against Boise. Yeah. Mountain West is crazy. It's this year. yeah. It's like the Pac-12, honestly. And then we've got Pitt rolling Duke, and then we have uh, so Kenny Pickett looked pretty good, um, but I still don't believe in his arm. Hit. 
Air Force uh, against Army took the loss, unfortunately. And I was really hoping that Air Force was going to win because that had they won this game, they would have won the Commander-in-Chief trophy. And now I think it actually goes to Army or Navy, Army. whoever win, whoever win that Probably game. Probably Army. Navy's having a terrible – that game went to overtime. It was actually yeah. pretty fun. Air Force had to get 11 points in the fourth quarter to yeah. come back. But, hey, something I note, I think, on that Pittsburgh-Duke game mm-hmm. – Mateo Durant, the running back for Duke, he's one of the top, he's like a top 10 rusher in the yeah. country. And Pittsburgh's defense held him to only, what is that, 89, 89 yards? yards? Yep. I, I never would associate defense with Pittsburgh. <laughs> They're a solid team. They play, they play, play tenaciously. Um, and then Wyoming uh, gets the Border War win against Colorado State. And then Colorado, you, they pounded the Beaver like we wanted them to, which was good. Uh, like I said, since they fired their O line coach, no late, la- no late Lamin again, which I thought was pretty crazy, but that's probably why Oregon State put up 34 on y'all. Um, and then the fact that you were able to get Brandon Lewis going, which is good. Good, consistent. Yeah, he. I, we've seen this now a few times in the Cal game. Uh, I mean, not in the Cal game, in the Arizona game. In this game, we've now seen it a few times. If you get him some confidence going, he, he really played well in this game. Okay. I, and I really, again, I need to tip my hat to Darren Cheverini on the play calling. It was much, much better. The D-line play was better, but to punt the ball with with what it was, 10 seconds left in the game, in regulation, (laughs) to the returner, of course he returned it back. They kicked a 60-yard field goal to put it in overtime. Absolutely. Good showing to keep fighting and get the win in overtime. I think this is a development step for the Buffs. 100%, 100%. Well, that has been the recap of this last week's games. We thank you guys all for listening and taking the time out of our day, especially those of you in India. Don't think we forgot about you. Um... But that is Tyson. I am Alan. This has been the recap, and we are out.